When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood for BF Goodrich Tyres. Escape with BF Goodrich Tyres and Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. Hello and welcome to Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tyres. What are you building for? And for Thirsty Camel and Greater Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood joining you this morning for Real Adventures. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventures show. Good morning, Redmond. Morning, Patrick. It's uh, sort of starting to get better, the weather. I was just about to say, you can almost smell it when you wake up now. It's not sort of two degrees outside. It's three. It, it's three. <laughs> it is starting to warm up. We're probably a month away from it really starting to feel like yep. you can fish early mornings, fish late at night, and not freeze your Well, doesn't anyone else do that but me? <laughs> um, which is a great sign. So finally, people are going to start You're dusting off their boats if they haven't already. What I've noticed the most is daylight. You're actually getting a lot longer in the day already. Yep. It's probably six o'clock now, um, and then it's it's dark. Five thirty, the sun sort of goes down, and yep. then six o'clock, it's dark. So instead of the whiting, like you're trying to time the whiting, you're like, oh, I've only got till five o'clock till the sun goes down. The last thirty minutes, the best bite time. You get an extra hour. You're like, oh, cool, an extra thirty minutes to try and find the fish if you don't already. Yep. I found them, Pat. So I've definitely noticed, and it's the worst part about it is the sun's still getting up late though, and I'm an early person for fishing. So what I mean by that is. It's seven thirty. Caught you, you like getting up early and going fishing. Yeah, but you, you yeah, I actually don't. But I like fishing early. <laughs> I don't like getting up early, but I like fishing early. And uh, I like getting up at six. You just don't. For some reason, you look at your watch and you're like, oh, it's nine o'clock already. Where in summer, it's like it's seven o'clock for the sunrise for the snapper. Where you go in the snapper, you're launching at five o'clock in the morning, and you can be done with your bag limit by eight nine o'clock. Where now it's sort of. Sun's 7.30, where you're like, oh, then all of a sudden you look at the time, it's 9 o'clock instead, so... Yeah. Uh, Redmond, a little bit of news around sort of the industry. Uh, Mercury at the moment is offering a, uh, a free rigging kit worth up to about 1500 bucks mm-hmm. on purchases of um, a selected range of their inboards, uh, their, their Merc cruiser packages. And it got me thinking, um, given you've only really predominantly used outboards throughout your time. I've had one Merc Cruiser in board. Does well, it happen to be a Merc Cruiser? The first charter boat I had, well, I worked on, sorry, that was um, all inboards too. Yep. So um, I don't think it was a Merc Cruiser as such, but it was an inboard engine. Yep. It got me thinking though, for recreational fishing, is there still a market for Merc Cruiser and for um, inboards in general? Because we have seen this this tendency for, for outboards and we've seen the... Mm. Um, you know, the, the incredible advances in technology that we've seen. Do you think there's still a real interest for inboards, particularly in the 
the trailer boat market. So Obviously, would you say those, recreational market? Or well, com- no, I'm saying recreational, but trailer boats. Obviously, once you so get to... So recreational and trailer boat. Yeah, once you get to, yep. you know... Eight plus nine meters. Then you're looking at inboard yep. inboard motors, obviously. But for the for the recreational fishermen, do you think there there's still a market for inboard? Do you know engines? why I'm going to say no? Is because I don't I ha- have I don't see an inboard engine at the boat ramp. Yeah, you don't see is that the only answer? You can. I, I know a couple of people have got them um, inboards, and they're I find they have a lot of dramas with them. See, I I had one, and on my Smuggler Six. Point three, and it was one of my favourite boats I've ever. Owned. No dramas, and I loved it. It was since and did about it did fifty knots. This thing, like we would chase, <laughs> we would chase birds. Seriously, we would go across to Ardrossan in the morning. This is when it was in Adelaide, obviously, and we'd chase birds. And this thing, it would catch them. It was unbelievable the performance on it, and obviously. Um, you know, being a weightier um, motor, it yeah. sort of sat everything down. It was a really good performing boat. Well, a lot of inboards, I don't know, was this petrol your one? It was a petrol. Yeah, yeah. so a lot of inboards are, are realistically diesel these days. Um, and that's to come to cut down the fuel consumption as well. So inboards, the smaller inboards, I know there's some petrol ones, but diesel versus petrol, you get the performance out of the petrol rather than the diesel as well. Yep. Um, so on our, the charter that I ran, like I was saying, that was a 36-stepper that we were on and that um, that had a big cat in it And but we'd only get up to 12, 14 knots max. Like, that's max. That's yep. what we were... Where a lot of the other guys that had the outboards, the same size boats, they're doing 26 knots. So they're a slower boat but we're, we're using less fuel probably. Yeah. we. I think we're definitely seeing far greater performance numbers from inboard motors now. Like, they, there's still the technical technological advances in them, um, perhaps not quite as well advertised as outboards, but I just thought it was interesting given Merck obviously um, um, pushing to to up it and to, you know, to continue their advertising. I think um, the offer runs till September 27. So, um, yeah. Now, Redmond, your week in fishing, you've been down well, at Portland. Funny you say that because we were in Portland and we were lucky enough to um, have some great fun on the tuna. But what I was more excited about was on social media during the week, the Glenelg Shire lifted their parking fees at the parking at the boat. <laughs> <laughs> they are. So now when you go down to Portland... Are we tight ass? <laughs> are we tight ass as fishermen, do you think? Yes, because well, I spent, wait, I spent about, $500 in fuel getting there. and <laughs> com- Complain about a... 10 bucks. Complain about a $10 bucks. ramp fee. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yet we'll spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on boats. And we'll fuel. spend tens of thousands of dollars on gear. Yeah, well... And we're filthy with 12 bucks at the boat. And ramp. you know what the funny thing is? I'm still reading on Facebook, like, all the time now, these people, when are these ramps? Because the government... Um, with Labor. Victorian yeah, government. Victorian government. They would yeah, sorry, Victorian it. government. Yeah, getting rid of the boat ramp fees. And people are still saying, when's this happening? It's like... Ten bucks, which we've we've said though, that's not the answer. I, and you talk to any any South Australian, they're happy to pay and and have yes, wonder, wonderful facilities, facilities yep. and they do. But they have better facilities than us over there. South oh, Australia. wonderful facilities, but brilliant, but unbelievable. I've, and I, we spoke about this on last week's show. SA Angler posted it again this week, and they posted. Oh, Mintz, he actually yeah. shared this post of the Glenelg and said, "Look." Look how good um, Victorian, the, uh, the government in the actual monitoring the fishing site. I know the ramp was about the ramps, but he also mentioned stocks. the actual fishing stocking of uh, the, the, the facilities that we're getting given as rec anglers, whether it's marine parks. Uh, sorry, not marine parks. I don't like them. I meant, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant um, artificial reefs and yep. it's just all the like. So there's numerous, there's numerous um, 
uh, reasons we pay our fees and our ramps and uh, ramp fees because when we are at ramps, we do get the facilities as well. I don't think the facilities are that bad in Victoria. I know some of them are, but I compare them to South Australia. And when you do compare to South Australia, we're not even close because I fished over I don't there. Think so no, nah, New South Wales. Bear me yeah, the they're, there. they're good too. To be honest with you, they got their fees involved. Um, uh, Eden boat ramps, the one that I've used, Burmy, it's all great. Um, probably a bit more parking could be on offer, especially in those peak times. Yep. But I, the ramp itself, it's good. Um, yeah, it's all fantastic. But we had the start of the week was cold and windy too, Pat. So I didn't get to do much fishing back at home either. Um, I was a little bit crooked at the start of the week, so I actually missed a couple of days on the water. But um, the gummies were good again. I did get out one day. The gummies were good, and I did the whiting one day as well, and the whiting were good too. Yep. Plenty of numbers around. And I'm not sure if you saw it during the week. We're going to take you up the coast a little bit to New South Wales out of Eden, which I just spoke about. So you're not going to give us – you're not going to fill us in – you're going to wait till a little later. Oh, yeah, the whip around. Just the how good the tuna were. All right, I'll talk about that in the whip around. All right. So make sure you stay. I'm going to cover a whole Portland on the whip around, but I'm going to take us to Eden. Okay. Check out this 180 kilo bluefin tuna landed by a commercial guy out quite wide of Eden, just out of probably wreck distance. But it was 180 so kilo southern bluefin tuna. 180 kilos. So we're talking that was 100 kilometers. Yeah, probably sea? plus. Yep. Yeah. And 180 kilo. Gutted and gilt, cleaned basically, and that um, you're talking guts, gills. You know, this fish is over, yeah, over 200 kilo. Well, yeah. and this and these fish, I don't doubt that they're coming through our waters. I think they're there. We got I, some big fish at Portland at the moment, but obviously further out. Or are no, they it's a complete different. Range, it's or? a complete different run, Pat. Like to a fish. Now you look at Bermagui, and where oh, the reason I say Bermagui is because we speak about the boat ramp being accessible for trailer trailer boat fishermen. We do, yep. and because the shelf's close in. Now the tuna are always on, they're on the backside of where the marlin are. The marlin are on that one twenty to one eighty. The tuna are usually on the other side of the shelf, and I'm talking meters here. Yeah. Now. These barrel bluefin tuna as such, Burmy, Eden, up to Sydney, they get a run of fish from 40 kilo to 80 kilo. There are some bigger ones amongst them. There are. But a lot of their fish is at 40 to 80 kilo, and they cube for them, and that's the way they catch them. We're here at Portland as such. I'm going to use Portland because Portland is the home. I'm calling it the home of tuna. It is literally, well, I'm going to go 12 kilometers, and you're catching barrel bluefin tuna from the ramp. That's the beauty of it compared That's the to a lot of other places. Like where Burmy. The fishing's just as good, but you're travelling 50Ks out to But see. we don't, for some reason, and I'd love to know why, but why don't we see 40 kilo fish being caught? And I know I've got a couple around that 60 and 80 kilo this year, but on average, our fish are over 100 kilo. We don't see that range of 40 to 80 kilo fish ever caught off Portland, like not in numbers that they do off the New South Wales coast. But they probably don't see the numbers of a hundred kilo fish being landed off the New South off um, the New South Wales coast. But would you rather catch? I know what your answer for this is. <laughs> would you know? Would you rather catch six fish in a day or eight fish in a day between forty to forty? We'll go forty to sixty kilo. Or would you rather go out there and catch one fish and possibly lose one over their one hundred and twenty kilo? Well, I am the the six to eight fish. Everyone gets a bit fish more fun. The boat. Yeah. yeah, there's sort of you know more action throughout it. And I know you're a yeah, I, you're an advocate. Of- I like the big guys. Now, Redmond, um, during the week, there was an Aussie dad and his son that were at, uh, on a salmon fishing expedition, um, and they came back with something quite extraordinary, a 50-year-old message in a bottle from a British schoolboy. Now, I found this just... 50 years old, is that what you said? 50. 50 years old. Yeah. Yep, that's correct. And I found it extraordinary. 
Um, they were taking part in a, in a fishing comp in uh, in Talia in, in South Australia um, when they discovered the glass bottle. And it sort of got me thinking, what is the most extraordinary thing that you have seen or the, the most extraordinary story you've heard of that people have found whilst out fishing? Because we've seen sort of different stories around, you know, fishermen um, – being out there and all of a sudden they, they come across something, the floating bricks. What's that? Yep, there's a brick of cocaine and it's obviously come from Colombia. <laughs> Report, you know, you're reportedly or whatever. But it got me thinking, what's the most extraordinary thing you've seen whilst out fishing? I'm the most unlucky person when it comes to fishing. I don't see anything. I've never had anything. I honestly really? haven't. Do you know, even fishing side of things, I get people... That go out and they'll go chase the um they'll go chase the snapper and when they go chase the snapper they'll come across like an elephant fish or a mulloway or something along the lines. I fish every day. How come I never catch anything? That's kind of cool. I only ever catch this thing that I'm trying to catch because <laughs> I, I go speak to people that go out once and they go, oh my god, we got this mulloway. You're like, where from? Oh, sitting here on your mark on Soul Guy. Fished there 643 times, and I've never, never caught, caught a mulloway. <laughs> so I'm the most unlucky guy when it comes to seeing anything in the water. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything. I've seen a DB bottle on the bottom when I've been diving. I saw, well, we caught a brown trout, a sea-run brown trout um, that had obviously been in and out of the, um, whether it was Erskine or Wild Dog Creek or whatever it might yeah. be. Um, in the salt water. fishing down past lawn. Yeah. So where were you? Like, really, really close where to, were the, you to, uh, the- to the river mouth. Yeah. Fishing for salmon or something? Or? Yes, fishing, literally fishing for salmon. What did you catch? What were you casting? Bizarre. Like a fly or? No, not at all. A, um, uh, a laser. A really small laser though because we couldn't get in this day and just randomly uh, an ocean run brown trout. It you was see, amazing to see. Well, that will never happen to me. You've had, you've had <laughs> safe to say, you've had the error. Yeah, fair run of bad luck. Anyway, um, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventure Show. It's time to kick things off. This is Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tyres, What Are You Building For? And for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. It's time for the whip around for Big Four, Australia's favourite holiday parks. It's now time for the whip around for Big Four, Australia's favourite holiday parks. Your next summer break is waiting at bigfour.com.au. Explore and book today. Patrick, up first. Up first, we have Jim Credlin from JC's Bait and Tackle in Swan Hill. Good morning, Jim. Yeah, mate. Um, there's a few fish being caught in the Murrumbidgee at, uh, at, at Maud uh, on lures. It's sort of fished reasonably well for the last month or so. Um, locally here in uh, the War Cool at Genoa, uh, they're just a uh, few yellows taking uh, taking shrimp when you can get hold of hold of shrimp. Uh, at the Murray here at Swan Hill, just the odd cot being getting caught. The, the weather still hasn't been uh, all that conducive to uh, to getting out and having a, a decent crack at it. And uh, Weeman, uh, just the uh, the other side of um, Rodenbale, there's a few yellows um, taking uh, small yabbies and uh, scrub worms there, but. I think uh, hopefully as the weather improves over the next week, we might get a few out on the water. That's about it this week. Up next, we have Barry Sullivan for realbrand.com.au. For all things inland, Barrys, give us your report. Morning, Aaron. Morning, Patrick. Uh, Up here in the northeast of Victoria this week, uh, the lakes have been rising and the rivers are right on the peak of their banks. Uh, With the cold weather, it's certainly been uh, real brand hoodie and beanie weather. Uh, and the fishing has been okay without being brilliant. 
uh, and really needs uh, the angler at this time of the year to be quite patient and innovative. Uh, and one of the anglers I've been talking to, uh, he's uh, from Wangaratta, and he's been using scrub worms, uh, lightly weighted with split shot, and he's been throwing them into the back eddies of the Owens River, and he has caught two very nice cod, 85 centimetre and 92 centimetre, uh, and both of those were released uh, without harm. Uh, and also, talking of scrub worms, uh, others have been trolling scrub worms behind paravanes up at Lake William Hovel, and that's proven successful with some nice trout. And also, uh, there's been four to five pound trout caught uh, on the delatite arm of the Eildon Weir, and occasionally a cod has been caught on lure near the wall. And also uh, there's been the odd cod caught on the Hume Dam on bait uh, near the Weimar area uh, for those locals that are in the know. And just remember that August is actually the last month for targeting cod until the season closes from September till the end of November. And uh, also the local kids over the past few weeks have taken full advantage of Vic Fisheries uh, trout stocking programs and they've uh, put a whole heap of uh, good pan-sized trout in the local ponds and uh, lakes. And local young keen fishermen Luke and Ryan Dillon took full advantage of that uh, on the first day that they were released and they caught nine nice pan-sized trout. And uh, most of those actually released back into the into the little waterway behind uh, the tennis club at Merriwell Park, and uh, for others to have a crack at. Also, August um, is the last month for the cray season up this way. Uh, the first two months of June and July uh, really showed that the rivers and lakes have plenty of crays in there, and the best bait to use in your cray pots is uh, a big bullock liver. Uh, and remember a limit of two crays per day per person in most of the rivers and, and lakes around the area. And, uh, yeah, that's about all from me up this way. And, uh, yeah, boys, have a good weekend. That was Whip Around for Big Four. Big Four, Australia's favourite holiday parks. And now it's time for the Social Club. Thanks to BF Goodrich Tyres, what are you building for? First one, Redmond, we've got Roger Bryant. Righto. High Real Adventures. Are these high-priced egg beater reels really worth the dollars? I've seen and bought some sub one hundred buck reels, and they are real, and they're real bonzer reels. Makes me question the value in reels costing five hundred to a thousand dollars. Are they that good, or is it just snob value? So we're going to talk a little. The fact bit- that he said is a snob value, I'm going to say yes, just because you've got heaps of stellas. <laughs> <laughs> That is so un- – when you came past my house during the week right going down to Portland, um, how many reels in your boat were few, mine? I had a few Chiagras I borrowed. How many were mine? Well, if I don't use how them – How many were mine? There's two, two, three in there. There's three. There's three. Finor and two Chiagras. And there's another one as well, maybe? Is it? There might be. There might be a pen there. <laughs> Seriously. But on a serious note, though, if I don't use them, they're going to have damaged gears from the gut, from the dust. All right, let's talk reels. Sub one hundred dollars. Yep, right comparing them to five hundred to a thousand, because I think there's been a bit of a game changer yep. in this space in the last few weeks. Were you going to say Stratic with that? Yes, I was. I was, I was all over that. I was all over that. But no, what I'm, I'm going to answer it first, and I'm just I'm going to say it depends what you do and how you fish. So if you're going to fish all the time, yes, and you need the gear to last a period of time, um, 
it's definitely worth spending the money. Not only is it going to last longer, but it's nicer to use. And just the quality of the components yep. that are used when it becomes the, the stainless steel, even just the drag like the systems, bearings. Yep. Like it's, for example, the, I use the Pen Five Hundred and Sixty slammers. Um, you always, talk and about I, I swear by them because, and the charters use them because they're, dur- they're they're durable. But I'm not going to go use that on a kingfish that's fifteen kilo on an average day because it just doesn't have. You can't hand. It just doesn't work as good as what a, a, a sorry a Saragossa ten thousand will. Yep. And if we're talking reels, I think Saragossa probably your best value big fishing reel there probably is in terms of your um, your egg beaters. As for price wise and what you can do with them, Absolutely. yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Saragossa is um, perfect. But we did talk a few weeks back in our show around how there's a potential that I think Shimano may have shot themselves in the foot yep. with how good their new strategy yep. is. And we it's spoke about the components in it and the, the, all the reasons behind why it is now nearly up there with the Stellar and it's $500 cheaper. So it is an ext- for, for mid-300s and it, it goes up to a 5,000, that'll catch you your... your, your it'll catch you fish, your smaller obviously. kingfish, it'll catch you your mulloway, your snapper, your gummies offshore. It'll work a treat. It is a, and it will last you... It'll last forever. you a decade. Yeah, forever, yep. And Shimano, I think, on all their um, warranties are all 10 years, I think, anyway. So, um, That being said, you do own a few Stellars simply because of the amount you fish, and that will last you a lifetime. The Stellars are always, uh, for for what I do with especially those bigger fish, there's, you don't want to burn drags out in reels. And, and the fish of a lifetime, you, you don't want to lose it. And if you go GT popping or if you go to New Zealand and you go chase these big 40-kilo kingfish over there, you want to have that reel in the back of your head. You... you you spend the money to catch the quality of fish. You can go there with a cheap reel. The chances of it not breaking, or like I'm talking, these reels are under under enormous pressure. You're, you're talking 20 kilos of drag plus, and you're holding on for your life. Yep. So I think that's where the money comes in. But if you're just catching whiting in Port Phillip Bay, Stratic's the reel I'd go for, but I fish every day. You could probably pick up, I don't know, any sort of... Well, we spoke about the Sedona reel. I've got that on one of my rods still, and I've flogged it out, and I haven't yep. had a drama with it. So... Yeah, I think it depends on how often you fish. Stacey Price, High Real Adventures. What's your best way to travel with one-piece rods while travelling to fishing destinations other than rod tubes? Mm. Now, Redmond, you've had a bit of this with different cars that you've had where you've had to travel with yeah. the cars inside. I put the tip of the rod through the door for the passenger door first and have the butt sitting at the person's feet. Yep. That's the best way I find I'm in a not, ute. I'm not really sure there's a, a better way... Of protecting your one-piece rods and using a rod tube, because or leave them in. The, if you've got a boat in the back as well, I know it's leave got a in boat, boat. Put yeah. them in the boat in the stand-up. No, but there's another th- product. It's called Armor Guard. Ah, sorry. Yeah, enlighten us with what that is. It's basically it sells itself. It's a guard that goes on your rod to travel with, and it's sort of like a what would you call it? It's like a well, what's that? Um, you cut your butchers use it on their hand. What's that material called? You know what I'm talking about. Can't get the word. Squidly, you should back me up here. Squidly, sitting here. You're a butcher. You protect your hand when you're cutting meat with a knife. You're talking like it's stainless it's, it's, steel it's hand thing, like chainmail. Chainmail. It's not chainmail. It's mail. no, but I'm saying it's got that sort of the texture prop- to it. The that, properties of it. Just yeah, it's not quite that. But, but it's if you stand similar up, to that, it's not going to save your rod from being um, snapped. It's pretty thick stuff. Depends how heavy you are. I don't know, you're going to be heavy, Patrick. That might, might be <laughs> a, that might be our next real adventure sort of test case. You know what? Let's review that product next week. I'm going to take you in depth of it. All right, last one to finish this off for the social club, Scott Kamak. Hey, guys, what's the best way to keep kids entertained when the fish aren't biting? Now, they're always biting with you, Redmond. 
See how far, far they can swim. <laughs> Throw them in. Go get, get, see if you can get the float. What's the? What, how do you keep your? Well, I haven't got any child. Uh, any child? You take children kids yet? out. Quite yeah, often. I love taking kids out fishing. There, it's oh, the easiest answer to that is as bad as this sounds and as dumb as this sounds is to catch fish um, by simplifying it. If you're on a pier, Point, Point Lonsdale Pier, instead of trying to catch a snapper for them, try and catch a parrotfish. Or a wrass or something. Kids like fish. Garfish. Yep. Don't take them to places where they're not going to catch fish. It's simple. Um, Otherwise, a box of shapes and an iPad. <laughs> From experience. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventure Show to join in the conversation as well as Twitter and Instagram. This is Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tires. What are you building for? And for Thirsty Camel and Greater Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. It is now time for all aboard. Thanks to Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. Whether you're on the road or out at sea, Dometic has you covered. And I'm going to change it up a little bit today, Patrick. We are this week, Redman. We're going to put you on the spot for our, for our all aboard segment. And I'm going to ask you the question. Your favourite holiday? And I want you to take me through the fishing, the trip. Everything you did. Well, we were talking about this during the week, or we are talking about um, our all-aboard segment, getting guests, and then we th- sort of start to think about our favourite holiday destinations, and mo- without doubt. We get left out a bit here. We do. <laughs> and without doubt, I've been around Australia three times, very lucky um, with mum and dad. Um, dad was obviously school teacher, so was mum, so every now, every sort of seven years, they get their long service leave, and we go around Australia, and we are incredibly lucky with where we live. There is no their doubt age, about Patrick, that. their age. <laughs> there is no doubt about that. We are incredibly lucky as a country. But if Australia disappeared tomorrow, yep, and the one place that I could live without a doubt would be New Zealand, and I've travelled it five times. Mards and I and the family are going back again this off season, um, but it is one of the most incredible destinations to go and travel, particularly as a family. Like, it was really wonderful to have George um, and travel with him last year when we went there. Marge sort is, of uh, the- I hope Marge, if Marge is listening, I thought you were going to say fishing then, but that's all right. You said the family? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is a great desti- it's a great destination to go if, you, if you've got kids. Yeah. Um, particularly because it's very much a, you know, you, you pack the – I think the best way to do it is get the – the van and just start driving and start cruising around the place. So um, we flew into Christchurch. We did the South Island the last time we went. Now, everyone talks about the South being great, all the adventure activities you can do, which is true, but I, I love the North just as much as I love the South. But we flew into Christchurch, which is the easiest way. You can fly straight into Queenstown yep. um, if you want to make it really easy. Um, obviously, it's it's closer to where all those um, – you know, the adventure holiday. Is that two flight, separate flights? Do you have to like, fly to Christchurch then to Queenstown or you can get it in you one You can side? do that, but you can dr- fly you can direct. direct yep. You can fly direct to Queensland. But we, we fly to, flew to Christchurch because we wanted to sort of travel down the coast, you know, past Ashburton, um, Timaru. Like, there's, a few, there's some beautiful places and then travel along sort of – we hit Tekapo, which is a, is an incredible place to stay. There's the hot pools there as well as really good fishing. Um, but the place that – you know, without doubt, you know, New Zealand is synonymous for is obviously it's it's trout fishing. It's it's um you know brown and rainbow trout fishing, and we we went to a place called Marlborough and we fished the Warrell Valley, and there's this I think it's called the the Leatham Valley Track or something similar to that. Anyway, um, I, I think the guides you know um he made us not uh, you know swear the 
the identity of the location and to never bring it up. But if you are going to go fly fish it um, properly and you haven't been in the region before, I think it's the best way to go and do it because with a guide, you mean? Yeah, yeah. you know, and it was expensive. He's about he's sort of seven eight hundred bucks for the whole day. Yep. but it's worth every penny. You know, you walk up and down these these rivers, and I could not see what he could see. Yeah. Um, you know, he's spotting trout in locations that. And I love trout fishing, but I'm by no means an expert. I'm very much a novice and I'm just getting into it. But he would see fish in spots that I just wouldn't have thought that they would sit. You know, I think they'd sit in the, the deeper pools, which they do at times, but compared to, you know, what he was seeing along the way, you know, you, you reviewed glasses last week. It didn't matter. Like, he was just yeah. extraordinary. So in terms of a, of a destination, like, you know, we built it around Queenstown this time because we did want to do a few of those adventure activities. But the Warrow Valley, um, which is in the, the, the northern half of the South Island, is is just spectacular. Well, you obviously fly fishing over there. Yep, the whole thing's fly, uh, fly fishing. And what, and so road just, rules up there as well. Like it's just And they're just streams all amongst mountains? Exactly and right. And you're just walking yeah. through the Are you in the water or out of the water? You're wading? Uh, it's a mixture of both. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're always crossing um, different – you're weaving in and out of the river, basically, because yeah. you're only following one river up, um, and you've got your waders and, and everything that you wear. But um, it's just – to try and describe it, like, it's so picturesque. Um, you have your guide that, you know, they they bring you lunch, they do all those sorts of things, and the trout that we caught, like, they were predominantly rainbows and all around the sort of five-and-a-half-pound mark. And it was just one of those trips. Dad and I did it this day. Um, the last time we were there, Mards and I went. She had um, George. George was a little bit younger at the time. So it was just Dad and I. And it was just absolutely, you know, magical with the sort of fish that we were catching. So we were really spoiled. Water's crystal clear? Yeah, crystal clear, clear right throughout the, the year. I, I suppose if you did fish it off the back of really heavy um Rains, then you know it, it might be slightly challenging. But if you get a really good guide, then they're always going to find your place so that you can fish. From Melbourne, as such, to Christchurch, how long is the flight? It's about four hours, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it, like it's that's no, a little bit late. I mean, if you're talking, you know, lining up to get on the plane, getting off the plane. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah by yeah, the yeah. time you do all those things, it's sort of around that mark. But, but I was going to say though, you 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 spend a, to get to Queensland, you're looking at nearly you're under two hours. What is it, about an hour and a half to Queensland? Yeah, it's 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 not a huge amount. No, it's Queensland's. I'm just saying, look, like, if you compare the flight times though, and how awesome New Zealand is to get out of the country, I know we'll support Australia, but that New Zealand fishing, if you are a fisherman, it's the best in the world for trout, isn't it? I think it is. You know, like, and there's so many wonderful places you can go and fish along there. Like Arthur's Pass, which is an incredible place to drive through, is spectacular. The north, obviously, you've got Nelson, which is which is beautiful. Abel Tasman National Park is spectacular. We stayed up in there, which is brilliant to do. The thing that I can I can't recommend enough is just doing it via a camper van. Yeah, just to um, travel, just to travel. Mm-hmm. You you drive there in your in your in your pop up, um, you know, or your high ace or whatever it might be. And all of a sudden, bang! You're there camping. And if you are if you are keen to chase the sort of the the streams and rivers, it it really is worth doing because it's just so beautiful. Sight fishing for trout and that size trout is is just unbelievably brilliant. 
That was all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. Now it's time for Red's Review for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. For store locations, visit thirstycamel.com.au. A little bit early for a uh, Greater Northern, but um, nice and light, Redmond, so you can have more during the day, which is always important. <laughs> Just have a soft drink if you're having a light beer, Patrick. No, 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 absolutely not. You're fishing up north, I'm telling you right now. Beautiful drop. Anyway, what do you got for us uh, this weekend? <laughs> you can't stand beer. I'm, I'm going to say it. Yeah, but I, I seen you on the Brownlow one time have a sip of a Crown Lager. You can't compare Crownies to a, just a beautiful light Greater Northern. They are a bit more crisp, aren't they? Well, I'm, I'm not a beer drinker, as you know, but I far prefer a light beer than it's anything too heavy for me. A little bit... Um, like your Quintrex Red. Just not quite. <laughs> just Quintet. Just not quite my style. Anyway. I'm reviewing a product Let's here. get into your... Well, you're the one procrastinating. Go on. I was just looking at you, just laughing. Um, snapper axe, that's what we're talking about today. Well, we are heading into, finally, into a change of weather. It looks like it. And as things start to warm up, as you say, the, uh, well, the snapper Would you believe off. it or not, we're in... Oh, we are in um, probably... Oh, what is it? It's nearly end of June, isn't it? It is. It's nearly, uh, July, sorry, nearly end of the July. So August, September, you're looking at two months till snapper season. And it's now time to get things ready, and that being snapper racks. I don't think there's anything more important than snapper racks on a, racks on a boat than having snapper racks on a boat when you are chasing snapper. The reason for this is Port Phillip Bay. I'm going to talk about Port Phillip Bay. When you we have tens Which you never of, bring up. Yeah. <laughs> we have tens of thousands of people fish on Port Phillip Bay during snapper season. A problem that we have in the bay is wind versus tide. Now by bridling your boat up, you can change the angle of where your boat's sitting to compared to it to it to a side to favour that tide. Now, if you don't have snapper racks and you've just got them sitting out the back out of your normal rod holders as a stand up, what happens is if you cast your bait out, the drags with the tide, and could you if you're using a normal rod holder, straight up and down one as your boat bounces up and down, your bait gets dragged towards the boat. So your boat's bouncing and slowly gets dragged and all of a sudden all your baits are under. A lot of people will use the three-way rod holders. And the three-way rod holders at the back are good, but not as good as the racks that wrap around the actual boat. And because you can nearly have all your six rods out of one side of the boat if you're running six rods, which most anglers do when do they're fishing get, with a mate. Would you get these generally custom made? Um, yeah, get them custom made. You can buy the ones that you can buy cheap ones that you can couple a little turny things in and you can uh, yep. get lacks onto your bait board. But I'd be getting them custom made with proper bolts uh, just because... Stainless steel, obviously. Stainless, yep. Because yeah. you don't want them rocking around. Your rods can fall out. Also, they bend easy too. The actual rod holder bits itself when you take a fish takes off. Um, also, there's times not to use these. Uh, trawling for bluefin tuna and along the likes, you're not going to use these because not only will they break, but the angle's not that good. So when you're snapper fishing, you want to lay your baits out and the rods lay flat, looking straight. You're looking straight at your rod tips, not up. You're looking vertically with your eyes pretty much, and that's where the rods are going to lay down. And it allows your baits to sit on the bottom. Where when you're tuna fishing, you want to get those rods up high. So when they load up out of your normal rod holders, is it bends the rod yeah. and it loads up and pulls that lure in. So you're not going to use them when you're tuna fishing. I know a lot of people don't use them when they're king fishing. I, I sometimes do with live baits. Yep. Uh, but if you the riggers that we talk about, the arm riggers work a bit better. But if you haven't got snap racks on a on a on a um on a boat, you can spend a if you custom built. This is the problem with custom built is they can cost a bit of money. Yeah. Like yeah, they exactly can. Right. I'm talking thousand bucks to have them done. You're looking at 
I reckon you can get them cheaper if you find the right person to do them. So the three-arm... Um, they, they, you'll get away with them. Yep. But I'm talking racks, actually wrap around yeah, your body. Yeah, I know you are. Yep. But I'm just saying, if for, for people out there that you know aren't going to spend seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars yep. on a... Um, on You're a looking at $79. I think yep. I'm pretty sure a good set of three-way rod holders is $79. Yep. Um, but... You're looking at two of them, so you're looking at 150, and I reckon you can find racks out there for 300. I was gonna. You can get the um. You can get this the corner racks as the well. The corner ones, yep. For the sort of, they're not custom, but no. they're around that 300 mark. Which about, yeah, I think they're about 300, 350 bucks. So works a treat. That was Red's review. This is Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tires. What are you building for? And for Thirsty Camel and Greater Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. You're listening to Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tyres. Escape with BF Goodrich Tyres and Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. You're listening to Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tyres. Escape with BF Goodrich Tyres and Thirsty Camel and Greater Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. Redmond, before we get into your tip, uh, the weekend for you, what's it look like? Local footy is normal. Going to sit down and have a quiet couple of beers. And I'm going to the Mex on the Saturday night for a drink. And then Sunday, I reckon I'm going to be on the water. A couple of Greater Northerns. All right, time for Red's tip for New Age Caravans. Visit your New Age Caravan dealer today. Start your summer adventure with a New Age Caravan. Newagecaravans.com.au. Redmond. Yeah, so I'm going to be harping on this for the next two months, but I'm going to get on it early. I'm going to say it every couple of weeks at the start of the show. Just a little reminder, because a lot of people, and I know this for a fact because I fish close to every day, a lot of people, they put their boat away. They're not using it. Yep. Now, what happens when you're not using your I boat? Wa- I wonder who that would be, who you're looking at when <laughs> Don't you, you say that. <laughs> um, sorry, I got a cough. You got it a few last week. Yeah, um, sure. yep. Long story short is you've put your boat away. Your boat's collected a lot of dust, but there's things gone wrong. I don't know how it happens, but with technology and whatever it is, things fail. Now, what I mean by this is it's time to check your batteries. Take the boat up to get a take a boat up to the mechanics. Drop it, drop it on the um, battery uh, battery chart. Or would you check. trickle? Would you trickle charge it before you do well, it? See, there we've or not? told no numerous people to trickle charge, and I've still yet to know anyone that really does that. And uh, and I don't do it. Uh, the reason I don't do it is because I use the boat. I know you trickle charge your boat we after do. we yep, went absolutely. to Portland and we had. Yep. A, oh, sorry, it was actually Queenscliff, but um, I use my boat enough not to obviously, but not. I don't think people are doing it, Pat. I really don't. So I think that you need to check your batteries and go go chuck the um, battery tester on it. And see where it's, where where it's sitting at. You have got cold crankers in it that you need to know if they're not cranking over. You're not going to turn. It's not sorry if they're not high enough. They're not going to crank your engine over. Do you know what happened? I'm obviously selling my boat at the moment. It's in it. Uh, oh, quick little. Have I got time for a quick plug? Go on. I think you've already sold it. I don't think you know this yet. Um, it's at uh, Melbourne Marine Centre. But when we took it up, I actually had to get the bearings replaced in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not on the boat. I'll be honest. I I have only used the boat a couple of times this year. <laughs> But had to get them replaced. Because it's been sitting there. Because it had just been sitting there the whole time. Using, Unbelievable. Using things is actually a lot better than letting it sit there. Yep. And I'm, I'm not just talking about your batteries here. Check your sounder. Like, it's, I know new ones should be okay, but a lot of people have those older sonars. Make sure you get down. Take it out for a spin. Just take it for a drive mid-afternoon, five knots. Even if you don't want to fish. Before you start to really because I know those. Well, you're going to spend money going for snapper. Yep. And I know people are because I see... I go from having six people on the water to probably close to 40,000 people, I reckon, on some Saturdays. Yep. And there are a lot of people having dramas at boat ramps, and I'm sick of sitting behind people that are sitting there and you're like, oh, this doesn't work. You know what a simple thing is as well? And you've had this drama too, is 
you haven't used your boat phase, the um, tie downs at the back pad, they seize up and you can't get them off. Yeah, we know. We cut the last one. We cut the last one off your boat and had to buy new ones. And this happens. This actually happens. Winch handle. You got your winch handle. Some, what's, you never know what's actually wrong with the, um, the, well, components, what, the components itself. It could have just, just go out and put the ramp. Why the ramps aren't busy? Go test your boat and actually use your boat. So long, the tip is start. You're only two months away. October is two months. That was Red's tip for New Age Caravans. It's time for the Flying Gaff for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. Some, now, week, some weeks we don't have a lot to gaff. No, for that's some true. reason this week. <laughs> this week there's been plenty, and we've actually been, I've been wanting to, to use this gaff for the last couple of weeks, but there's been a bit happening. But uh, you'd be familiar, a couple of weeks ago, there were four children who uh, allegedly drove themselves uh, on a 900 kilometre fishing trip from central Queensland to New South Wales. They'd been found uh, later safe, to, uh, safe in uh, <laughs> Grafton. Um, but police had said there's a 14-year-old boy, two 13-year-old boys and a 10-year-old girl that took the, uh, the family four-wheel drive. I think it was a Nissan Patrol. <laughs> Good plug for Nissan Patrol. Performing beautifully. Um, <laughs> the kids took it 900 k's. Now, they must have shared the driving or something because that's a fair hike. Um, I always say to kids, do whatever you've got to do to go fishing. They've done it. It's unbelievable. That's a lot of kilometres for like even me actually knowing how to drive. But I, I just couldn't believe it. Imagine imagine driving past them on the highway and like, <laughs> hey, how old do they look? Nah, that's all right. They're, they're on the road. Looks like half your footy, looks like half your footy team. Yeah, they do look young. But the kids, they've got the gaff this week for uh, maybe just wait till you're 18. And I'm, I'm releasing them. I reckon it's all right. You're happy with it? I don't know. That's, I probably should say no. But That's a great passion for fishing. That's good. We, we should acknowledge their they passion They could be doing fishing, worse things. But perhaps just recommend that they maybe start driving slightly later and go with Dad. Um, that is the flying gaff. Uh, this has been Real Adventures for BF Goodrich Tyres. What are you building for? And for Thirsty Camel and Great Northern, the perfect outdoor companions. Send some down to Queenscliff because I'm going to have a couple. <laughs> Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.